welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. I'm teaching on the subject, my father, my father. Fatherhood is not a fashion. Many, unfortunately, many men are not groomed into fatherhood. We are only called fathers when we give birth. Our world is losing the essence of fatherhood. And therefore, until a man gets a child, that man is never called a father. So, in our subconscious mind, fatherhood is to give birth to people. So, we are producing children, producing children without any conscious effort of modeling fatherhood into families. So a lot of people have their fathers neglecting them. They give birth to you, they leave you to survive. They produce, we produce the children and we leave people to take care of them. They are, oh, you, let's, oh, let's give birth, six, seven, eight. With the young woman, by all means, God will touch somebody's heart to take care of them. And that is the typical African when the subject of fatherhood comes in. If I do an analysis right now, I can get more than 50% of us here not enjoying great fatherhood from our fathers. Most of us who will have an issue, so we celebrate Mother's Day more than Father's Day. We actually forget Father's Day because most people are fighting. You see, you, you were expecting more from your father. Why were you expecting more from your father? Because there is a model of Christian fatherhood. Amen. Amen. And the subject of polygamy affected our part of the world so much that we have a different picture of fatherhood when it even comes to Africans. Because your mother is different from your brother's mother. And you all stay in different places. So you get to see your father when it is time on the timetable. And in the family, you see that your mother will give a lot of the food. I'm still not comfortable on stage, Jack. A lot of the food to your father, the meat, the big meat, the most comfortable part of the house is given to the father. I know of houses where the father's room is different from the mother's room. And when you enter the mother's room, Hey, the father's room, you see that is double the father's room. So there is a certain picture in the minds of young people and African fathers that is hurting society and producing children and people who could have become more greater if they had good fatherhood, if they had good fathering. Most of us will not be where we are today if our fathers 
operated at the maximum level. And if you don't take care, because there is a principle, listen to the principle. When you see bad fatherhood, you can easily become a bad father. The type of father you experience is likely to replicate itself in your life. That is why we must pay attention to preparing ourselves for that role of fatherhood. But now people don't prepare themselves. All we follow are sensual feelings, romantic feelings, the urge to have sex. So it's an urge to determine love and an urge to marry. And after we marry, we discover that marriage is not just about sensual feelings. It is more than romantic love. So we have a lot of children without fathers. A lot of fathers, even with their children with them, are failing. And the church cannot fail. You and I cannot fail as Christian fathers. So as I preach, young ladies, open your ears and see who a Christian father is. And if you're a young man, you must begin to model your life into these things I'm going to share with you. Because the pain of the church is when we begin to have irresponsible men in the church, in the kingdom. They will make their work difficult. We will not represent Christ well. And we will not represent the heavenly father well. You know, there are many kinds, different kinds of fathers. You can have, you have biological fathers. Biological fathers are people who give birth to you. The man who gave birth to you is your biological father. You can have an adopted father. So an adopted father is a man who has adopted you legally. Or you were given to him traditionally and he's keeping you. That is a foster father. So an uncle can be a foster father. Then we have spiritual fathers. Spiritual fathers. A spiritual father is the man who feeds you with the word of God. Who prays for you. Who watches over your soul. Who calls you and checks on you. Who, who seafood you are part of. So you cannot be in a church A and your spiritual father is in church B. Because that it is not a title, it's a function. But Africans are used to titles. So somebody can carry a title and cannot function. And that is what is happening to our families. People are carrying the title fathers and husbands and they cannot function. So if... if there are no entitlement in titles. So don't be conscious of the title you carry, but be conscious of whether or not you are functioning. So there are spiritual fathers. I've heard arguments. There's no spiritual father. Our spiritual father is God. We don't need to argue about this at all. Hello? We don't need to argue about this at all. Don't waste your time to argue on some things. Psalm 23 says what? The Lord is my shepherd. Eh? 
So the Lord is the big shepherd. Hello, when I'm preaching, no talking. I, I get distracted. So you keep your focus on the preacher. Amen. Amen. I got distracted. What was I saying? The Lord is my shepherd. I need to get my bearings again. Okay. So I was talking about the argument on spiritual fatherhood. And Psalm 23, the Bible said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But the same God in Jeremiah chapter, chapter 35 said, I will give you shepherds after my heart. Are you here? So, the Lord is our shepherd, big S. But he gives us shepherds who will represent him on earth and do what he would have done for us. So, when a man is called a shepherd, we don't look for features of um, um, Evander Holyfield in him. Are you here? We don't look for features of Maradona in a shepherd. We look for the, the, the features of the shepherd we see in Psalm 23. So that is why you judge pastors with a certain standard. You judge a father. So when you say you're a father, I'm going to show you how a Christian father looks like. And I pray that you pay attention and take notes and, and get to know what you should become. Before you become a burden on somebody's daughter. Or you become a burden and a, a disadvantage to your children. There are many people calling themselves fathers. But they are the reason why they have children. Can never, never become great. And that is not the calling of the Christian father. So you, you have a spiritual father. Paul calls Timothy his son. God, Paul, Paul calls Titus his son, Philemon his son, Onesimus his son. But they are not just sons. At one point, he calls them his brothers. Another point, he calls them his co workers or co laborers. It's just like you are a son to your father, but you have become a friend to your father. You have become a helper to your father. You, you, you have become a pride to your father. So in one personality, you can have many shades. So don't be wasting your time on this kind of argument. Are you here with me? And we have fathers, um, career fathers, professional fathers, people who at your workplace, there is somebody there who, who stands out as a father. You easily go to and speak to. When you are troubled, when, when something is not going well, when somebody tries to bully you, when you are not getting something right, you have someone you go to, that is a father figure. Nobody can live on earth without critical fathers. It is a calamity for you to have multiple spiritual fathers. You are confused. In fact, you are almost like a demon. Because if, if you are sitting here, you have more than three heads. We, we, we will not allow you here. <laughs> Just imagine you become like I'm preaching and I have five heads. 
Because most of you have too many people speaking into your life. This one is speaking into your profession. This one is speaking into your marriage. This one is speaking. To, so as you are sitting here, your daddies are plenty. You are confused. So one daddy will prophesy you here. Another daddy will prophesy you here. Another daddy will prophesy you here. Then you are hanging in the air like Tom and Jerry. But that is not what I'm talking about today. I'm going to talk about a model father, a model Christian father. How a model Christian, the features, the characteristics of a model Christian father. So we're going to take our lessons from one father we see in the Bible, the foster father of Jesus, that's Joseph. 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 You see, fathers are the strength for generations. And for me, when I look through the kingdom of God now, I'm seeing a different group of fathers coming up. They look irresponsible. They look unspiritual. They look like men who don't know God. They look like men who don't care about what they are going to leave for their next generation. And that means that in the next 10, 20 years, eh, if there is no change in mind in the lives of men, married, unmarried, we are going to have a chaos in the church. Are you here? Already the divorce rate is 50%, more than. And the way the society is going, we need men who will operate in their office as fathers. The spirit of rebellion has been sown in the heart of people. And it's now becoming very dangerous because it's difficult to see someone who listens and listens to a father. And look, if you marry a man who does not listen to anybody, you are in trouble. And these are things you should be looking at before you step into people's lives and all people step in your life. Who are the regulators around that man or around that woman? So we look at a man in the second service, I'll look at another man. But for you, I'm looking at Joseph. The man Joseph. So Joseph was a man, a carpenter, who God decided to use with Mary to introduce Jesus into the world. And listen, none of them had any contribution to the production of the Son of God. Joseph's sperm was not involved. Mary's egg was not involved. The seed was holy, fully, 100%, totally from the Holy Spirit. They were just custodians and they were there. Um, Mary's womb was the vehicle 
God used to bring Jesus into the world. But her sperm, her, her eggs are not part. And Joseph's sperms were not part. But we're going to look at Joseph because at the end of the day, he foster fathered Jesus. Jesus lived with him and he became Jesus' earthly father. So we're looking at the characteristics, certain things. I'm going to run through them. There are about 12. I want to finish them. So I'll finish them in 20 minutes. So I'll not elaborate. So there are things you, you see in Joseph. And for me, Joseph was a successful father. He was. And I want you to open your ears and, and take note and observe the things I'm going to mention. Because we have to move from fanatism to reality. And our reality is when we practice the word of God. And we become. And the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst men. There is no better model of fatherhood. That can be described outside the scriptures. So listen. And I want the man who always let me laugh. I want the man who can keep flow. I don't want the man who is always at home. We have to be going out. Going out where? I want the man who likes partying. Really? Are you sure? Are you sure what you're asking? God will give it to you. And don't come back and cry on him. And that, and that, that, that guy is too quiet. He will not let the house be nice. Really? Is that what you are looking for? We don't even know that Joseph was a loud person or a quiet person. We don't know. We don't know. Are you here? We don't even know how Jesus was, whether he was sanguinous or melancholic. We don't know. When it comes to spiritual things, we don't use philosophies to pattern the scripture. We don't know how Solomon was when God decided that I want to use Solomon to build the temple. We don't know the temperament of Hannah. Did you know? The Bible never, never mentioned it. We didn't know the temperament of Judas. We don't know. You can't speculate. Oh, the way he was. But the Bible never mentioned the type of temperament which is the best. In fact, scientifically, they don't even have the best temperament. So if you are going to, we have to model fatherhood. It's going to take an intentional act of God's people to believe what God has exemplified in scriptures. To believe it and make conscious effort to practice it. Now the generation that has come, hyper grace, there's nothing like practice because when you speak about practice, it means you are you are works, you are works. We should be what? Jesus said, Greater works than this will you do. Any Christian life you have subscribed to, that does not put you under pressure to practice the word of the Lord. You are missing in the kingdom. You are, you are just a spectator because you must be practitioner, a participator. You must be a partner of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at Joseph. So Joseph, the first thing you, look, you see about Joseph is that Joseph was a righteous man. Say a righteous man. 
Say a righteous man. So every Christian father must be righteous. Matthew chapter 1 verse 19. Righteous. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. So Joseph was betrothed to Mary. Betrothal is not just marriage. It's not a complete marriage, but it's a marital commitment. So it is considered marriage. It's like this lady has been ceded to this man. Officially, traditionally, the reason they are not married is that maybe the girl or the lady is not up to age. Are you here? Yeah. Or the man is going to travel and may come in five years' time. So he wants to secure the lady. So everybody legally knows that that is a kind of a wife to this man. So though the marriage has not been enacted, Petrota is seen as a kind of marriage. So you can even divorce in a Petrota stage. So this is Joseph. He's, it's not even a girlfriend. Engaged. Maybe you can use the word engaged. His engaged partner, Mary. So he said, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public exam. So Joseph's the just man. Give me a softer version as we run through this. So keep me in the soft version. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man. So every Christian husband must be a just man a good man and a righteous man. A just man. Fathers have to be just. We must be fair. We must be righteous. Don't go and pull somebody from the ghetto because you want to marry the person. You make the person dress up well. Listen, a decorated donkey is always a donkey. After marriage, you may see the real donkey. The Christian father must be just and must be good. Give me the GNT version. He said, Joseph was a man who always did what was right. When you are looking out for a man to marry, or if you want to be a good father, you must be a man who always desires and commits to do the right thing. If you are going to marry and the man is scheming with you, you are all scheming to lie to your biological father, your spiritual father, your families. Hey, you are in trouble. Let's lie that you are doing this because my father will ask. So when he asks, you say that you are a businessman. All we need is that we'll cross. When we cross, we'll believe God. Jack! You have sown the seed of deception that will grow and haunt you. And these are things that we have overlooked that is affecting the family structure. So I'll meet the men at 4 p.m. Today I'm standing till 6 The family structure has been polluted. 
Because there are so many Aluguza Christians who are finding themselves in the innocent hearts of women. And unfortunately, the women will look at the color of the fruit like Eve and say, Ha! Ah, this is nice. The Christian father must be righteous, must love that which is right, must love that which is good. And that is the call of every man in this house and listening to me. If you want to be a good Christian father, you must love that which is right. Number two, Joseph was merciful. A Christian father is merciful. A Christian father is merciful. Is merciful. He could have allowed Mary to be stoned to death for the sin of adultery. He could have advanced divorce because why will you get pregnant? Because Joseph was a righteous man. He was a just man. He was a man who was seen as doing, uh, I mean, doing the right thing always. So how can you get pregnant? The law allows you to be stoned. Or number two, the law allows me to serve you the notice of divorce. But Joseph was merciful. He didn't do that. Matthew chapter 1 verse 19. But he did not want to disgrace her. So a Christian father must be merciful. Must know how to show mercy. You must be aware of mercy. Joseph could have easily laid Mary off. He said, hey, me, I'm a just person. And you're going to disgrace yourself. I am not ready for this kind of life. But Joseph was merciful to his wife. He was a man. A, a, a Christian father must be a merciful man. A man who shows mercy. Mercy to the family. Mercy to the wife. Mercy to the children. Mercy to people. You cannot be a father if you are not merciful. So young guys, fathers in the house, the first thing is that be a lover of the right things. Be a lover of the right things because if you are not, it will show and you will be caught in it. Number two, be merciful. Because if you are not merciful and you marry, you cannot even bless your in-laws. You'll be so stingy Everything must remain in the nuclear family. So we are losing marriages because most marriages have become selfish. Olden days marriages were lasting than now because it was more, more friendlier. It was more merciful. But now it's empty, NC, NC. No contribution. No job. A Christian father must be merciful. Yes, Mary got pregnant. And Mary is telling Joseph, can you imagine? Put yourself there. 
Joseph comes back from work one day and Mary says, Jack, dear, I have a news for you. It's, it's, it's quite frightening. I woke up this morning and realized that I've missed my period. I'm pregnant. Eh? But I remember that I had a vision. And God came to speak to me through Angel Gabriel that I'm going to get pregnant. He said, what are you talking? Angel, show me his house. But Joseph was merciful. Number three. So if you're a man here, begin to learn the character and the attitude to be merciful. Because that is how great fathers are produced. Number three. Joseph was a God listener. Joseph listened to God. If you want to be a great Christian father, and if a guy is chasing you, you have to use these parameters to mark him. Does he listen to God? Is he a God listener? Joseph listens to God. He listened to God. He didn't just hear his voice, but he listened. He hearkened. Christian men, we can't become great fathers if we don't listen to the counsel of God. The temptation for all men is our ego. Egoistic. We are egoistic. We hardly come under counsel. We hardly even listen to our wives. How much more God? Even God cry, we don't listen to them, you. And many times it ends us in a picture of foolishness. At the end of the day, you, you are called a foolish man. Because you didn't listen to God. You didn't listen to the counsel of God. That may have come through your wife. Or that may have come through another person. But Joseph was a God listener. I'm sure that when Mary was speaking to him, he was listening to the voice of God. Don't marry a man who does not listen. He will never become a good father. If you want to be a great father, learn to listen. Listen to who? The voice of God. The voice of people who matter in your life. And consider their sayings. A God listener. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 to 21. While he was thinking about this. He was thinking. That is to listen. To listen is to hear and think and act. How many of our fathers listen? In the second service, I'll show them another kind of father. If you want to be a great father, listen to God. Be a listener to the word of God. And while he was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, descendant of David, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. For it is by the Holy Spirit that she has conceived. She will have a son. That is why you see, don't infiltrate your relationship with lies. 
Mary told him exactly what the angel came to tell him. Don't cooperate with any man with lies just to marry. You will pay for it. Trust you me. Listen to God and choose men who listen to God because a man who listens to God, he hears, he thinks, and he acts on it can never end up a fool. Never. A man who was married to Abigail refused to listen to godly counsel from his wife. If you live this Christian life as an African man, you will end up a failure in this kingdom. For Africans, the man is always right. Bema kasa or ban kasa. Continue. Those were sayings of the past when women were not allowed to work. Now women have more money than men. Women are more intelligent than men. Go and read. Never was so proud. He did not listen to Abigail. At the end of the day, he died. And the king came to marry Abigail. A great father or a man who will be a great father is the one that listens to God. Number four. Joseph was an obedient believer. Are you seeing what makes a great father? It's nothing about showmanship. These are inherent character built over years. He was an obedient believer. Abraham being the father of faith. Was an obedient believer. Joseph was. Please, are you listening? Matthew chapter 1 verse 24. If there is any desire in your heart as a man. Desire to be an obedient believer. Because there are believers who don't obey God. He said, so when Joseph woke up, he married Mary. He obeyed God. No procrastination. He obeyed God. Most of us will even think that the dream is because you are too pathetic towards the girl. But when Joseph woke up from the dream I read earlier, he married Mary. If you will become a great father in the kingdom, you must learn to be an obedient believer, obeying God at all costs. Obeying God. And when I say obeying God, for, for Joseph... It was a dream that God used to speak to him. For us, we have the canonized scripture in the Bible. Do you obey God's word? As a man. 
what are you functioning your life with? Or what are you fastening your, your life with? What are you molding your life after? What is molding your life as a Christian man? Because what molds you will determine what you become. When Joseph woke up, you see, we, we can't become great fathers just because we have money. Money does not make a great father. Joseph was an obedient believer. He obeyed God instantly. Delayed obedience is disobedient. For a generation that we are in, there are many believers who are strictly disobedient to God. And unfortunately, these are the marriage materials that are going to enter into marriage and produce families. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous man do? If you're a man in the kingdom of God, you just know that you can never trick God. We can never trick God. We cannot take other forms and think that God does not know. You may think that you have deceived everyone. But listen, the path of disobedience is not the path for the Christian because it will cost you. If Joseph had divorced Mary, it would have cost him. Number five, Joseph was a humble man. He was a humble man. Humility. Humility. Don't date a proud man. Don't marry a proud man. I repeat, a proud man will never become a great father in the kingdom because God resists the proud. If even the throne is for him, God will push him off. Yeah. So no matter how a man is blessed, resourceful, or no matter if even you are desperate and you want to marry, it's better to marry a baby that marry a proud man. Marry the baby. Feed the baby. Let the baby grow. And then become a proper man. Than to marry a proud man. Because no matter what a proud man does. God will resist him. You are stretching too much young man. You are tired. Receive grace. Don't be like the man when Paul was preaching, he fell down because he was sleeping and he died. <laughs> A proud man will cost you. He can even insult your mother. Joseph was humble. I have not had a single in-law have a problem with me. My wife always says that 
if even I was bad and I and I, I even abuse her, and she goes to tell them, they will tell her that she's lying. Do not become a proud man. And the most serious part of pride is that the proud does not know that he is proud. Joseph was a humble man. Humility is to submit to the authority of God. Am I talking to somebody? We don't, we, 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 to, to, for us to have great fathers, it's not the jokes we are doing around. It's not the fancy receptions we do at weddings. It is not. Now wedding rings are being in the air, you'll be there, no, then, then, hey, Jesus Christ. The wedding cake will come. I went for the show, they brought the wedding cake from the air. Hey, it's good I married early. Now this jokes there. <laughs> These are all jokes. They add nothing to the marriage. Yeah, <laughs> they add nothing. There was one I saw very sad. They were flying the bride in helicopter, and the helicopter crashed. I'm praying that you will be so rich that your children, you do it for them and they also will not crash. For a man to be a great father, he must be humble. Because if you are not humble, if you are not humble, look, Saul's maid was the reason why he was enthroned king. He was doing the work of the father, but it was the maid that said, I know a prophet and I have this offering that when we go, so if you are proud, you know even as well, it was the maid of Naaman. There are some armed robbery attacks in your homes. That is the ghetto boys in the area that you are nice with. Who will stop? They will tell them, hey, and then this one is our friend. We are not going to rob. Let's go to the next house. Are you here? What will cause Elijah to follow Elijah? To the point that even the man said, until you see me go, eh, your inheritance will not come. And he didn't get angry. He saw something in the man. Because of time. Number six. Joseph was self-controlled. He was self-controlled. He was self-controlled. The man who will become great is the man who is self-controlled. Verse 25. Verse 25, he said, but he had no sexual relations uh -huh, with her. Remember, the Bible says that Mary was a virgin. So as long as they were committed to marriage, the man did not touch her. 
And after he discovered that that which is in her womb is of God, he again didn't, he didn't water. This one there, they opened the doors, literally. Watcha, 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 watcha. The Bible said he did not. He has self-control. Self-control. The man who will become a great father. It's not that man who says, you know, me, it is a particular time in the month. So, you know, me, they know it's only once. So, you when the time, you just come and that is it. That man will not be a great, he can't walk in the shoes of Joseph. He had no sexual relations with her before she gave birth to her son and Joseph named him Jesus. That is, an, that is a very humble man. He named his son after the name the angel gave to him. I'm telling you, obedience is submitting yourself to the authority of the word of God. He didn't have, he had self-control. You think Mary will not be beautiful? Go and read about history about Mary. The Bible said he did not have. Can we have young men like that in our time? The more we are saying no, the more it is telling you the type of fathers we are going to have in our generation. You have fathers who have no self-control. To be a great father, you must have self-control. You must have men who say, until we marry, we are not going to have anything to do sexually. That's such words, eh? As I've said it, you are like, Pastor, it's not possible. No. Then what type of fathers are we going to have? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. The church must wake up. It's just not enough to celebrate Father, Happy Father's Day, Happy Father's Day. No, no, no. It's not enough. It's not enough. Oh. What type of father will you grow into? Do you desire to grow into? Matthew chapter, okay, he said that, and he had no sexual relation. For some of us, we have dated like five people and all of them, you lived with them like they were your wives. Your wives. We are brewing criminals in the shoes of Christianity. And innocent people are falling into innocent hands because, you see, and sometimes I don't think the ladies are innocent. That is what they desire for. Because Jesus said that the devil comes to me, but he has nothing in me. The reason why you connect to such people is because it is in you. It is in you. You don't want the door door guy. Will you get? That is why you are not getting. 
because it comes with a price. And let's go to church. Let's pray. Claudia, I'm in front back now. Then he too, he will come. How are you? Bless you. It is well. It is well. Everything, it is well. Everything messy. You, 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 you don't like such things. You want, yeah, yeah, really? Oh, oh, oh. Some Christian want tattoo like guy was tattoo muscles be this Barry. <laughs> Why are you going to pound for every day in your house? It is good to, to, to be strong, but <laughs> and that is the aspect. Mr. Patrick, that is the aspect. There is nothing that you say that you hear. If you come like me, you are, you are out. Out. As I, we are looking for men, not boys. Just, just move. Yes, move. They have become prophets somewhere. Move, yes. He said he has self-control. Number seven. A great father is a provider. A great father is a provider. He is, he is, he is a provider. He's not a beggar. He provides for his family. He can be spiritual. He can be a church person. But a great father is the father that provides. Because our heavenly father provides for us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Look, if you are going to marry, watch out for these things. If you want to be a great father, because the Bible says a good father leaves an inheritance for his children, an inheritance. So, so that means he must have enough to eat, to spend, to enjoy, and then leave one. That is called inheritance. You don't leave one Ghana as an inheritance. So if you want to, you want to be called a great father, man, you must be a provider. under Christianity because that Christianity you are hiding behind is not the real Christianity look even, even one of the criteria for you to even serve in the church is that you should be able to provide for your family else you cannot serve in the church let me tell you something when it comes to God your relationship to your family your success in your family 
as a man is more important than your success in your career. When God was giving the spec, even for people to work in the church, he didn't say, eh, eh, great shepherds, great herdsmen, great farmers, great... No, 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 no. So if a man cannot provide in his house, for his house, he cannot work in the church. Joseph was a provider. Though at the point when Jesus was being born, there was no room. He was born in the manger. He was not in that location when the Magi came to meet. They have moved him to. He had, Joseph had gotten a place, a nice, comfortable place. Um, 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 Grab the child for comfort. Listen to me. A great father thinks about the warmth and the comfort of his family. He talks about where you stay. He talks about the life you are living. He talks about what is in where you stay. Provide. Adam, till the land. He didn't say Eve, till the land. I don't want to have lazy fathers in this house. I am working and pastoring. Few more years I may come full time. But what is full time? I don't know. And you are lying down praying. Doing nothing. <laughs> I'm believing God. I'm believing God. We are believing God. I'm believing God. Hey? You have to labor. You have to work. Joseph was a carpenter. Abraham was a shepherd. Jacob was a shepherd. Isaac was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. Who are you? Luke was a doctor. Matthew was a chartered accountant. I can go on. Peter was a fisherman. No jokes. Great fathers are providers. Matthew 2 10 to 11. And so they left and on their way they saw the same star they had seen in the east. When they saw it, how happy were, how happy they were, what joy was theirs. It went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Move to the next verse. They went into the house. Say the house. They went into the house. <laughs> Joseph had organized had value for the family. Where do you stay with your family? Where do you want to stay with your family? As a married man. As a man who wants to be a father. 
you have many things to do to provide. Yes, when you come that you want to marry, the pastor will ask you where and uh, which house do you stay in? We'll just ask you, are, are you living on your own? It's not my duty. Uh, it's not my duty to verify into details where you, the lady, you are. If you have not checked, it's not my duty. I just have to find out. Are you living on your own? The man says yes. Are you working? The man and the lady, you'll be sitting there whilst I'm asking. If he lies and you don't counter. I'm not the one going to marry. This is how bad fathers begin. They begin as liars. And they begin with deception. And they begin with manipulation. And the two of them, Ananias and Sapphira, they all died because the man infested the wife with the spirit of this deception. Men, if you are not ready to produce a child, don't. If you are not ready to marry, don't. Say, I'm believing God. I look in the air, I'm believing God. Where? The next one. A word practitioner. A word practitioner. But my time is gone. But I still have 10 minutes. Pay the new timing. A word practitioner. He practices the word. Church. Men. Matthew 2 4. He called together all the chief priests and the teachers of the law and asked them, where will the Messiah be born? Because a man practiced the word. He heard the word. And God led him to the place where scripture has said that the Messiah will be born. At one point, God came to him again and said, take the baby to Egypt. Take him there. Because Herod is seeking to kill him. Take him there. He practiced the word. Christian ladies, apart for free, look for a man who practices God's word. He doesn't practice the philosophies of Einstein. He doesn't practice the philosophies of Tupac. So you go to his room, then to pack his drone, then, then bandai, you go shatawale, stop then, you say, we don't fear anything. That's my man, Shata. We don't fear anything. They know me, they know me. I say, this man, he must be a preacher. I just love him. <laughs> For a man to be great, it takes the word of God that makes a man to be great. Number nine. A great father is a protector of his family. A great father is a protector of his family. 
for some time now, I've been calling members. And sometimes I'll call them. They'll say, hey, Pastor, they'll be giving me excuses. One of them, I say, hey, declare your stand. Are you still here or you are out? Oh, Pastor, you know, I'm close to you. I say, are you still here? Because if something happens to you now, you have told your family that you are in Carrie's temple. Every great father, every genuine father is a protector of his family. Even physical security. That day the rain was falling. I couldn't sleep. I'll call this person. Have you people left? When you get home, tell me that you have gotten home. That is the father. When I go and preach with them and they are going, I say, when you get home, do what? Tell me that you are home. marry and put your wife in a place where snakes can enter. Protect your family. Because God protects us as the hand protects her chicks. Your towels have broken and you have children. You cannot change it. And that is a typical Ghanaian. You can visit a Christian's house and you weep. Doors are spot, windows are spot, louvers are spot, the sofas are cut, the television is, you have to slap the television. Pa, 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 pa. Red, blue, red, blue, then to come. Oh yeah, because when I was growing up, our television was like that. When you put it on, it won't come. You have to slap it. And with time, the slaps must increase. So with time, we slap it together. So one, one to go, bam! And to come. <laughs> one day, my mother just disconnected it and threw it away. When my father came, he said, where is my television? It is in the boiler. That same day, he went out and bought a new one. Be a protector of your family. That is the great father. Fathers are jealous. Yeah. If you have a father who is not jealous, he's not your father. If you have a pastor who is not jealous of you, see, like this, if you have a pastor who doesn't call you my member, oh, he's part of the universal church, that pastor is not your pastor. Are you here? Yeah. You are part of the, 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 the church of Christ. But in God's design, in Christ's own design, he has put you under my care as long as you are here. Any pastor who doesn't feel anything when the member leaves his church was not really pastoring. A father is a protector. So sometimes, a pastor can say, don't go for these programs. You tell, oh pastor, I want to go for this meeting. No, 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 no. Your pastor can tell you, no, don't. I want to join this. Your pastor will say, no, don't join. It's normal. It's like a father. Your son comes to tell you, oh, they are going to do street dumps here. And this is, we are going for swimming. Now that is what has come, swimming, pool, pool party. 
a father must protect. Oh, Jesus. Lord, visit this generation for us. Because of time. The last one is that he was responsible. Responsible. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Too many irresponsible brothers are filling the church. The Bible said, Francis, why you, you, you have cracked your head. Eh? Wait for the second service. The Bible says she gave birth to her first son, wrapped him in clothes, and laid him in the manger. There was no room for them to stay in the inn. So the man did what, what was available. He added value. What was available? He added value. Responsible. The type of woman your father-in-law gave to you. What is becoming of that woman? Responsible. There are some people when you help them, where you put them is where they stay. Omaka. Just a wow That is an irresponsible man who cannot be a great father. When you are helped, when God helped David to become a king, look at what he did for God. Great fathers. Are responsible. ICGC sent me here to start a church. The blessing I received from them was that go, because if they don't say go and start a church, you can't start. So that was the help they gave. And with the brand. But listen, it's not every pastor pastoring an ICGC church who will see his church grow. There is something the pastor must add to what he was given. Value. If I helped you with thousand dollars, will you be like the servant in Matthew 25 that who added no value? They were given a little place. But when the baby was born, Joseph managed to swaddle the child and put him look listen to me men I want you to rise up I want the men to rise up every man rise up you are the glory of your sons you are the glory of your next generation A woman comes to help a man, not a man to help a woman. When the formula changes, we start having chaos. I want you to put your hand on your head and begin to ask God for the wisdom 
humility. Pray to God. Women, pray for the men in this house. Because a man, a husband can kill the glory of his wife and his family. The man who was forgiven by the king for owing him so much money when he was forgiven and he went for another brother who was owing him just hundred. When they got him, his family paid for it. When Achan took that which was holy to the Lord, his whole family, his sheep, his goats, everything was destroyed. A man can become a curse in the life of his wife and family. Pray that never in your life as a man will you become a burden to your family, to your marriage, to your world. Never in, in your time. Never. May the Lord give you the grace. May the Lord give you the purity of mind and the tenacity of the horse to grow into a great father that a son will be proud to call you my father my father may your sons be proud of you as a father may your children be proud of you my father my father in Jesus name amen give the Lord a mighty clap offering please take your seat the message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple to connect with us you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis we would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.